You are listening to Random Talk with Fat Man Alex Cardinale. What the fuck is going to be discussed tonight? Sit your asses down and listen loud and clear to find out. Don't pester me with why I am back on Blog Talk Radio. Just be the fuck happy and listen to the show. Caution, there may be offensive material on the show. Don't cry like a bitch, you've been warned about offensive material bitches. Now, let's get live. Alex you're on the fucking air. Fuck you bitches. Hello, bitches, and welcome to Random Talk with Alice Cardinelli here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the very first fish-keeping episode of Random Talk with Alex. I am, of course, your host, Alex Cardinelli. Now, before we get underway and get started, I'd like to remind everybody that this is not your normal fish-keeping show. There is going to be some swearing and offensive material on this show. So, if you're one of those people who get offended, really, really uh, offended at some things, then this show is not for you because there may be some offensive material. So, like I said, if you get offended to some things, this show is not for you. So if you're somebody that easily gets offended at swear words or things like that, I advise you not to listen to my show. Because anyone who complains about how I swear or anything will be ignored. Just remember that, folks. This is going to be a fish show that has a lot of swearing and things of that nature. But hey, we're all adults here. And we all can take a few swear words. And I know a lot of you out there swear as well. So it's no big deal. This is just going to be a fun fish-keeping show. So I decided to return to Blog Talk Radio because, in a way, I actually sort of missed it. Uh, Blog Talk Radio got me started in the podcasting world. And it's my goal to try and do at least one fish keeping show in one random talk with Alex here on blog talk radio. Now blog talk radio has upgraded their studios and you can actually use your blue Yeti microphone to host a show, which is what I'm doing right now. And I really am looking forward to be back here on BTR. This time, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to do them my way, and I'm going to have a lot more controversy and a lot more edginess to all of my shows, okay? Now, today, we're going to do our very first fish keeping podcast, and I have a wide variety of topics I'm going to cover tonight, and they're all going to be based on my opinions of these topics. So everything I state tonight is just my opinion, and hopefully nobody will become really, really offended at any of these things. Now, we are going to have a guest at some point today. My guest is going to be my best friend, Slash. You guys know him as Jeff. He's also known as Slashmaster1989, but he's having some 
computer issues right now. So he'll be joining us a little bit later on in the show, and hopefully uh, he'll get those tech issues under control so he can be a part of this great show because we've got a lot of great topics that we're going to discuss tonight. Some of the things I plan on covering are what I think is wrong in the aquarium hobby. I'm also going to talk about uh, how to properly cycle an aquarium today uh if i don't do it today i will do it on my next show but there's a lot of things that i'm going to cover on tonight's show uh for the fish keeping hobby and rather than just doing an informative show i want to add some laughter and some comedy to the show and that's where i'll bring in the swearing and stuff uh, someone actually recommended that to me they said you know alex you swear a lot so if you did a show on BTR, fish keeping or whatever, and you taught and you brought a little bit of swearing into it, people would actually be interested in that. And that's what I'm going to be trying to do here on this fish keeping show. But I've actually got a lot of things that I'm going to talk about tonight. I actually do not have a written agenda. So whatever comes out of my mouth is not planned. So there's a lot of things that I plan on talking about tonight. One of the things that I will talk about is what I think is wrong in the aquarium hobby. And then from there, maybe I'll discuss the kinds of fish I'm keeping now and some other things. So let's just say that you are going to learn a lot about the fish keeping hobby on our first show. Because really, this is just a show that I threw together last minute to return here on Blog Talk Radio. And it's one that I am really looking forward to hosting. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started now we are live here on blog talk radio so if you want to call in you're more than welcome to call in you can call in with any questions on any tropical fish or you can call in to chat tropical fish or share your thoughts on tonight's topic all right the call-in number is 1-347-989-8142. That's 1-347-989-8142. And I'd love a couple of callers here on the show. So if you're listening live, please feel free to go ahead and call in. All right. So... Let's get started. I'll start by talking about what I think is wrong in the aquarium hobby. And if you're listening live, please feel free to chime in by posting in the chat room or calling in to discuss what you think is wrong with the aquarium hobby. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually love the aquarium hobby, but there is a lot of things that is technically wrong with the aquarium hobby, and I'm going to go ahead and explain them to you right now what I think is wrong with the aquarium hobby. The first thing that I think is wrong with the aquarium hobby is arrogance and ego. There's a lot of arrogance and ego in the fish-keeping hobby. And just last week, I was on one of the Facebook groups, and I saw the arrogance and ego firsthand. A newbie, a beginner to the fish-keeping hobby, had posted something on a Facebook group, and he was instantly attacked by many many fish keepers and these fish keepers are people that we would call experts and they were jumping on this guy because he made one mistake and he was a beginner 
Now, it is not the beginner's fault for the mistake that he made because he listened to these fish store employees. And if he's a beginner, he does not know or he does not understand what he is doing is wrong. So instead of educating this person, what they did was they jumped him or jumped on him and made him feel bad. He felt so bad that instead of buying new fish, he left the aquarium hobby. And that really pissed me off that week. Now, these are people that are very popular on Facebook. I'm not going to name any names, but I instantly blocked them and banned them from my page because that was awful. They should have never jumped on that poor kid and made him feel bad. And I will never, ever recommend those groups on any of my shows because those groups are uh, full of ego and arrogance. All right. Now, also, some of the YouTube channels that have, let's say, over a thousand subscribers, I've noticed that they have a lot of arrogance as well. I'm not going to name any names, but there is one channel in particular. He has about um, 20,000 or so uh, subscribers. I asked him to come on the Aquatic Wetline a while ago when I had it here on Blog Talk Radio. And you want to know what the fucker had said to me? He said, when I get about 40,000 listens per show, he will tune into my show. Come on, are you fucking kidding me? Is your ego that huge that you have to have a huge audience to be interviewed? I was like, I'm never asking him to come on my show again. I'm not wasting my breath. I'm not wasting any of my time to write an email to this person. That really is ridiculous. Now... I don't know if he earned his subscribers. I know there's a way people could actually buy subscribers on YouTube. And I feel if you're actually buying your subscribers on YouTube, you're cheating yourself and you are cheating your subscribers just to get a big headcount on YouTube. But hey, that is just my opinion. So that is another example of arrogance and ego in the fish keeping hobby. The last example of arrogance ego in the fish keeping hobby is people believing that they have more knowledge than anyone the truth is nobody has more knowledge than anybody that's right there is not one person that has more knowledge than you me or anybody we all have our very own experience and it's going to be your very own experience. My experience is going to be different than your experience. No one's going to have the same experience and no one's going to have more knowledge than anybody. I really don't understand how some people proclaim to have more knowledge than person A or person B. That really pisses me off because we all have our own knowledge and our own experience in the fish keeping hobby. Okay, now this is not marine biology. This is fish keeping. This is aquarium keeping. This is a hobby. It's not rocket science. It's a fucking hobby. All right. We don't need degrees to keep tropical fish. People need to realize that and cut this shit. Not everybody is going to keep fish the same way you do because you went to college and studied marine biology, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
hobbyists do what is best for their fish, and they have great fish. I'm not saying that if you studied marine biology that you're not a fish keeper. What I'm saying is you don't need to study marine biology or have a degree in marine biology to keep tropical fish. It's really easy because all we're doing is taking care of fish, cleaning out the water, and feeding them. Fish keeping is really, really easy. So fish hobbyists, next time you have somebody who says they have a marine biologist degree or whatever, and they're trying to tell you that they're a better fish keeper than you are, or whatever the hell they tell you. Just uh, look the other way and keep the fish the way you keep them and give two fucks what people think. Because it really is sad how much arrogance and ego is involved in the fish keeping hobby. All right. The next thing that bothers me about the fish keeping hobby is monster fish in small aquariums. This is very popular in the aquarium hobby. We see things like Oscars, Pacus, Arowanas, Gars, Red Tail Cat, Tiger Shovelnose, etc. in really small aquariums. I mean, come on, we put you in a really small room and expect you to live there? No. I don't think that these monster fish should be sold to people who do not have the proper sized aquariums to house them. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, years ago, when I was a teenager, I used to keep those monster fish like tiger shovel nose, red tail cats, and all those other monster fish. And I thought that my 75 gallon was adequate for keeping these fish. But it was not. I actually had to return them to the fish store when they got larger. And a lot of people will do that. People will get fish that grow too large and then put them in on Craigslist or bring them to their fish store expecting high-quality money. But that's not the case. So I personally think that monster fish do not belong in the aquarium hobby. Now, obviously, Oscars can stay in the hobby because Oscars don't get really huge. Oscars only get to be about 12 inches, and they can live in a 75-gallon aquarium and up. And most fish keepers will be able to easily get their hands on a 75-gallon aquarium. And in a struggle, an Oscar would be able to survive a 55-gallon aquarium for quite some time. So so if a hobbyist has financial struggles or any kind of struggle and they want an Oscar, they can get away with keeping an Oscar in a 55-gallon aquarium for a little while. But eventually, you will need a 75-gallon aquarium up to a 200-gallon aquarium. Now, Oscars are one of those monster fish that are very popular in the aquarium hobby for a reason, and they are actually an awesome fish. And if you ever have a big enough tank, I recommend you keeping an Oscar cichlid. All right. So I really, really dig the Oscar fish. They are actually one of my personal favorite fish and they're one of the only monster fish i feel fish keepers will be able to keep obviously pakus gars red tail cats arowanas and clown knives they all should be banned from the fish keeping hobby and i'm always tempted to go out and buy an arowana and all these monster fish but I will never, ever have an aquarium suitable to keep one. Um, maybe in the future, 
like they say, never say never, but I do not see myself being able to afford a 500 to a thousand gallon aquarium. So it would be best, in my opinion, if the fish stores and fish wholesalers stop importing these monster fish. So that's one thing that I really think is wrong in the aquarium hobby today. Now, the next thing I think is wrong in the aquarium hobby is not cycling an aquarium and purchasing fish. Now, this is something that a lot of beginners do. This is usually a beginner mistake because if you're an experienced hobbyist, you would know that buying aquarium and fish the same day is really, really wrong. So usually uh, beginners will do this, but this is something that happens quite frequently. And it usually happens in places like Petco and PetSmart because the employees that work at Petco and PetSmart are usually just there for the paycheck. Usually the employees at Petco and PetSmart do not care about the well-being for their fish. They care about the money they're receiving. They care about the paycheck. So... My advice, keep the hobby strong. Do not buy an aquarium in the fish the same day, all right? Because your tank needs to fully cycle, all right? And your tank needs to have an ammonia of zero, and your nitrates need to be really, really low. And I think it is a bad idea to purchase fish the same day and put them in your aquarium. So I'm not going to ramble on on that because I could ramble on forever and sound like a complete idiot, but I'm not going to do that. So don't buy an aquarium the same day and throw fish into there. Now, that is one thing that really pisses me off in the hobby is the employees at Petco and PetSmart. We'll talk about that right now because they will sell you a fish knowing that this fish is going to get really large but they'll sell it anyway because they want to make the money. All right. That is why a lot of these fish keepers, a lot of these first time fish keepers are stuck with pakus and things of that nature. Uh, it's because the people at Petco and PetSmart have told them that they can survive in their 10 gallon tank or even worse, their nano aquariums. Let me tell you something. I actually went to a Petco in my area, and this guy was buying a nano aquarium, and I saw him buying goldfish. Now, we all know that goldfish will grow anywhere from 6 to 12 inches in total length. Now, can you imagine somebody throwing a 6-inch goldfish into a 2-gallon nano tank? And people claimed, the people at PetSmart claimed that it's adequate for a goldfish. That really just pisses me the hell off when people do that at PetSmart. All right. So if you are smart, you will not buy your fish from Petco and PetSmart because you know that they don't quarantine their fish and their fish are likely to infect your entire system. And they have idiotic workers working at Petco and pet smart you know it really pains me to say that because i live on a budget and petco and pet smart have cheap fish but there is a reason why those fish are so cheap because a they get a whole bunch of them from the wholesaler and they do not quarantine those fish that they are getting in and b 
they have a very low morality rate. Those fish are dying very frequently. So they place them low so that people buy them before they start dying off. I actually went to Petco one day, and their whole new shipment, all of the fish had a lot of ick. I would say that if that ick was not treated, all those fish should be dead in about 24 hours. Uh, but uh, to my surprise, they were actually treating those fish, and they weren't for sale that day. So that was a very good surprise. Uh, but maybe someone told them that those fish had ick. But that happens a lot at Peco and PetSmart. So there's a lot of things that Peco and PetSmart does that really pisses off a lot of people. All right, so that is one thing that is bad in the aquarium hobby today is the people at Peco and PetSmart. So that was a good good thing to uh, bring up. So, so far, we've talked about irrigant and ego, monster fish in small tanks, and night cycling in aquarium and buying fish as some of the worst things that I think are wrong in the aquarium hobby. Now, this next one is just my personal opinion, but one wrong thing in the aquarium hobby is the fact that these experts make the assumption that discus are hard to keep. I think that is inaccurate. I mean, I am personally keeping discus right now, and I am proving that statement wrong. No, discus are not hard to keep. That is not true my friends. Discus are certainly nowhere as near as being hardy as your tetras and your danios and all those other beginner fish, but they're not hard to keep. All you really need to know about keeping discus is how to maintain a stable pH, a stable temperature, and keep your ammonia and your nitrates low. Your ammonia needs to be at zero. But if you've been keeping fish like angelfish, stingrays, and cichlids, you should be able to keep discus because in reality, all discus are are other cichlids that come from South America. They're really easy uh All right, so discus are really, really easy to keep. I don't understand why people say that discus are difficult to keep or they don't recommend them for people because they're not hard to keep at all. They have been domesticated over the years, and they are really easy to keep, in my opinion. So I think that that whole assumption of discus being really hard to keep is terrible, and I definitely have to disagree with that because if I could keep discus, anybody can keep discus in uh, my personal opinion. Now, the next thing that is wrong in the aquarium hobby, in my opinion, is how people look past the freshwater hobby and instantly jump to the saltwater side. I hear it all the time at the fish store. Uh, people say that the saltwater side has more color in their tropical fish and more beauty, and it's a very, very nice part of the hobby. Well, I can't agree that the saltwater hobby is very nice, but... I'm not going to jump past freshwater just to go to the saltwater hobby because there is plenty of awesome 
fish in the freshwater hobby. And I have to agree with my friend Donovan. Saltwater is horrible. Fuck saltwater. I have to agree 100% with you. Because freshwater is very easy. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And it's not going to break the bank. You can easily have a show-stopping freshwater aquarium in your house. Just think about the possibilities. I mean, you can have a discus aquarium with some live plants, some beautiful discus cichlids, some rummy nose tetras, some cardinal tetras, and all of the possibilities. I mean, who would not like a live planted tank with some red turquoise discus, some blue pigeon blood discus, some Allen Kerr discus, some Santerum discus, and some Altum angels. That right there is a beautiful aquarium. Then you've also got African cichlids. They are actually very nice looking as well. And I know my friend Donovan personally has African cichlids and he raises African cichlids. And I see them on his YouTube channel called Here for the Fins. And they are actually stunning. I think African cichlids look very nice. And, of course, you've got your beautiful cichlids. So freshwater has a lot of nice fish that are very nice looking as well. They are just as nice, if not nicer, than some of the fish in saltwater. You know, I thought for years that saltwater is overrated, and I still think saltwater is overrated. It really is overrated. I mean, who's going to pay $1,000 for live rock or... $50 for a pair of clownfish or anything of that nature really is expensive and overrated in my opinion. And this is coming from somebody that was considering turning my 120 gallon aquarium into a saltwater aquarium. But then I found out it would have cost me about five grand to do so. And I really don't have the time to sit there and maintain a saltwater aquarium. And a lot of people say that you need a lot um of time to maintain a discus tank, but you really don't. I mean, really, all I do in my discus tank is I do about three or four water changes a week and feed them every day. That does not take a lot of time. Uh, and, that, and that's just my personal schedule for water changes. People who are tired uh, do much more on their discus tank, but my, my discus seems to do fine with uh, that schedule. So, yes. Unfortunately, a lot of people look past the freshwater hobby, and that's something I think is really wrong about the aquarium hobby. All right. And the last thing I think is wrong about the aquarium hobby is the assumptions that people make that all local fish stores are bad. And this happens a lot, actually. A lot of people assume that a lot of your local fish stores are bad, and I don't know why they do that. Uh, maybe it's because they've had a bad experience with their local fish store or they've had bad experience at several local fish stores. But people say that some fish stores are bad for the aquarium hobby. And that's not true because some of your mom and pop fish stores take excellent care of their tropical fish. And they actually will treat their fish like if it was their very own fish that they're caring for and selling. Just like my personal fish store, they do that. They take care of their fish as if it was their very own tank. All of their tanks are decorated like it was a home aquarium. You would not tell that it was actually a local fish store 
that was selling tropical fish. They were there to sell fish, but the tanks are actually very stunning. I'm always tempted to go there and bring my camera so I can take picture, pictures and photograph the, be the beautiful tanks that they have. I mean, their discus tank alone is very nice. In all of their discus tanks, they have live plants with rummy nose tetras, and the discus looks stunning in there, even though some of their discus are stunted, uh, but they still look wonderful. And there is nothing wrong with a stunted discus, in my personal opinion. All right. So those are the things that I think are wrong in the aquarium hobby. So if Jeff comes on the show, hopefully pretty soon, he will share his thoughts on what he thinks is wrong in the aquarium hobby. And if you're listening live to this show, I would like to hear what you think is wrong in the aquarium hobby. Please go ahead and dial into the show. The call number is 1-347-989-8142. And God, I got to tell you, I love this Blue Yeti microphone. I sound awesome, don't I, folks? This is a great show so far. And the Blue Yeti microphone is a much better way to host any show. I actually believe that. So let's move on to our next topic here on the show, and I want to talk about what I like about the fish keeping hobby. Well, the first things that I like about the fish keeping hobby is actually going to the fish store and purchasing fish. That is one of my personal favorite things about the aquarium hobby is going to the tropical fish store, picking up my fish and buying them. Now, I'm like OCD with buying tropical fish. I like to buy as many fish as I can, and it's something that I really enjoy. Now, you guys may see on my personal Facebook account that I usually uh, switch my fish tank around very often, but that is because I like to buy fish so many times, and one of my personal friends on Facebook says to me, God damn, Alex, you trade your fish very, very often. Um, it was not so long ago that you were keeping Oscars, and now you're keeping discus, and I actually had to laugh. That, mess that message was sent to me this morning. Uh, but he actually commented on my discus shows that I do in my new podcast on All Radio X. And he said that my discus shows were awesome. All right. But one of the best things I like is traveling to the tropical fish stores and looking at all the fish. I will travel an hour to go to a fish store and look at the fish. I don't mind traveling. Even though the gas money is expensive, I don't mind traveling to look at the fish and buy fish. When I go out of state or out of city, I'll buy about two to $300 worth of fish. I really don't mind at all. So that's one thing I like about the aquarium hobby. The next thing I like about the aquarium hobby is all the great people involved in the aquarium hobby. We've talked about some of the arrogant assholes involved in the aquarium hobby, but there is a lot of great people involved in the hobby as well. For example, you've got Sam Garcia Jr. He is actually a nature concept. Uh, he's actually someone that loves animals and loves nature. He actually studies it very well, and he's a very experienced tropical fish keeper. 
and he knows a lot about fish. So if you ever have any issues with your tropical fish, I really recommend contacting Sam Garcia Jr. And he actually runs a photography business, or excuse me, well, not not photography, but an art drawing business. He actually draws art. He draws pictures of fish, cichlids, catfish, you name it, he'll draw it for you. He has a lot of beautiful fish drawings for sale that you can purchase. But I learned a lot about the aquarium hobby from Sam Garcia Jr. He's been a guest on Blog Talk Radio on my shows several times, and I'd like to get him on my show again sometime because he is a wonderful guest. All right, I really enjoy having Sam Garcia on my show. Another awesome person in the tropical fish keeping hobby is one of my local fish store owners. They know a lot about fish and they will help you. And you've got people like Hans, Discus Hans, who will educate you on discus before you enter into the world of discus. So those are just a few people to name that are excellent in the aquarium hobby. And there's plenty of them. I mean, there, there's actually a cichlid convention coming up um, in my home city of Springfield, Mass., July 31st to August 2nd. And I will be attending that. I'll be at the ACA cichlid convention, or excuse me, convention on Saturday, August 1st to Sunday, August 2nd. So I obviously cannot wait to go to the ACA convention on August 1st. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. All right. So that is one thing I like about the aquarium hobby is all the awesome people in the fish keeping hobby, like the American Cichlid Association convention that is taking place. Now, the third thing I like about the tropical fish keeping hobby is the great causes that are in the hobby, like the ACA and some of the other wonderful clubs. Now, there's definitely got to be a club in your home city. I mean, I think the United States of America is full of aquarium clubs and aquarium societies. I have like at least 12 in my state of Massachusetts. And I'm pretty sure every state in the United States, and even in Canada, there's got to be an aquarium club and an aquarium society in your area. You can go there, learn about fish, talk with some wonderful fish keepers, and really have a blast. All right? So I really love the fish shows and the uh, auctions and things like that that happen at your aquarium clubs and your aquarium conventions and things of that nature. Now, earlier, we just talked about the ACA, American Cichlid Association, convention that is coming to Springfield, Mass. And there's actually going to be an awesome list of speakers that are going to be there. You've got Wayne LaBelle who is well-known. There's also going to be Al Sabata, the owner of SimplyDiscus.com, one of the best discus forms on the internet. There's going to be Sam Garcia Jr. there. So there's going to be a lot of awesome fish keepers at the ACA convention that you would never, ever see speak in person. And it's going to be a real honor of mine to actually see these people talk. I mean, you would never, ever expect to meet Wayne LaBelle in person, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that opportunity, and that's going to be very, very cool. Also, 
I get to see the king of DIY, Wabu Joey, in person as well. And I am really looking forward to that because the king of DIY is um, awesome. All right. I, he's actually been on my show before, and he's actually a really cool dude, so I can't wait to meet him. Now, not only are there going to be awesome speakers at the ACA, there's also going to be a couple of wonderful auctions. I know on Friday night, on uh, Friday, July 31st, there's going to be an auction by the babes. And the babes are actually some wonderful women who are into the cichlid hobby, and they usually auction off some very rare cichlids that is uh, awesome. We really don't get that opportunity here in Springfield often that often. Okay, so that is uh, pretty, pretty cool, if you ask me. Now, also on Saturday, there's going to be some silent auctions and some great, great things coming to the ACA convention. And I'm actually going to be buying some wonderful fish. I've got some geophagus that are coming to me, and I'm going to be adding them into my discus aquarium. I've got some geophagus redhead tapahoff. I guess you pronounce it that way, geophagus redheads coming in. I've got a Santapacara leucustica coming in, which is a very, very cool uh, species of, of geophagus. And then I've also got some severums coming in. Um, I've got a wild-caught Peruvian uh, turquoise severum coming in and a red spot severum coming in. So I'm going to be the first person to try and mix geophagus and severums with discus and I'm going to get away with it because I have a very large tank with plenty of hiding spots and stuff. And if it doesn't work, I've got several tanks to split up the cichlids as well. But I can't wait for the ACA convention because it's going to be great. I like that idea that fish keepers from all over the United States of America and the world. Let's forget that people from Canada and United Kingdom and um, all this great stuff. People from all over the U.S. and the world is going to be at the ACA cichlid convention and you're going to interact with these fish keepers and have fun and then i mentioned the fact that if you register at the aca convention you get a free goodie bag and you also get free beer that's right you get free goodies and free beer if you register for the aca convention uh, you actually have a couple more weeks to register, but because it is taking place on the 31st, your time is very limited. And no, I am not being paid to promote the ACA. I am actually very much looking forward to attending the ACA convention. So if any of my listeners that are listening to the show right now, uh, I would actually look forward to meeting you at the ACA convention. So that is one thing that I really look forward to in the aquarium hobby. It's something that I really like in the aquarium hobby. So I don't want to talk too much more about the ACA convention because this week I just did a show with Jim Kenston talking about the ACA convention and it's on my blog talk radio page and you're more than welcome to take a listen to the archive file. Um, and I'm also going to play the whole entire interview in its entirety on All Radio X this coming Wednesday in case you have missed it. 
So it really is great. So let's see. What else do I like about the aquarium hobby? Well, I actually like the Facebook fish groups and the fish forums. Um, there are some wonderful Facebook groups out there that I like. Um, fish Geeks is one of those groups. Fish Geeks is a group I've been on for two years now, and I really like it. Now, Fish Geeks has seen the aquatic wetline grow, and they've seen all my tropical fish shows, and a lot of the members from Fish Geeks always tune into my shows, which is something that I really, really enjoy, and uh, I really get a kick out of seeing all these people listen to my show from these groups. Now, Freshwater Fish Freaks is a great group. I actually know the owner. I talk with him on Facebook a lot. Uh, Will's group is a great, wonderful group. I like Facebook Fish Freaks. He lets me post my show there, so very appreciative of that. And um, I have a lot of groups. There's so many. That I am on so many groups that it comes really hard to think of it when I get on the air, so you have to bear with me. But for discus cichlids, there's a lot of groups that I love. One of the groups that I love is called It's All About the Discus Cichlid on Facebook. And I've learned a lot about discus by going on that group. I've also liked the discus, the world largest community for discus cichlid group on Facebook. That's a great one. And a lot of them. Okay. So that really is something that I am really interested in is going on the Facebook fish groups, chatting with fellow fish keepers and enjoying myself. Now, unfortunately, there are going to be some assholes on these Facebook fish heads, but that is something that's going to happen with a lot of the Internet out there. So there's assholes everywhere in the world, but we just have to look past them and find the good uh, stuff in the uh, aquarium hobby all right so that's what i like about the aquarium hobby a lot of great great things so i think i'm ready to move on to my next topic here what do i want to talk about now well i'll talk about the type of fish that i am currently keeping right now now right now in my 120 gallon aquarium Right now in my 120-gallon aquarium, I actually have five discus cichlids with 10 blaskert tetras and eight serpe tetras. I have two blue phantom plecos, a royal pleco, and two angelfish. I think it's everything I have in there. Uh, yep, yeah, that's everything I have in my tank. Right now, I'm actually rehoming my angelfish and my royal pleco because I want to get some more money to get something else. I want to get something that has a lot of color and is unique for my tank. I'm actually going to turn this into a 120-gallon South American cichlid tank. And I've kept angelfish, so I'm done keeping angels for now. I want to focus on stuff. Oh, actually, I actually have one more fish in there. I have one Santipacara leacoustica, which is a geophagus. It's related to the Jurapara, but it has some nice gold specks on it. And I really enjoy that geo. So I'm going to sell my angelfish and my royal pleco. My royal pleco is huge, by the way. He's at least uh, eight, nine inches, and he's growing very fast. And I think he needs a bigger tank than a 120. So I'm looking for a home for him. 
But I really enjoy my 120. The 120 is my personal tank I've ever had. And you know what? That that takes a lot for me to say because I've had a 150, I've had a 75, I've had a 55, and now I've got the 120. So that is actually my personal favorite tank I've ever had. And it's with discus. Three months ago, I would never, ever tell you that I would have discus, but I have discus, and you know what? I really enjoy them. Even uh, a 21-year-old can have discus. They're not hard to keep at all, in uh, my personal opinion. So that's my tank, and I really dig the aquarium. Now, um, I'm going to rehome the angels and the royal pucko, as I stated, and I'm going to add another Santa Picara in there, and yeah, I'm going to get the Geophagus Redhead Tapahas in the tank as well, and I'm looking for a couple of Severums, and I definitely want Festivums. I like the Mesonota Festivums, they're actually a very, very nice fish, and uh, I really do enjoy them, they're very, very nice, Okay. That's the fish that I am keeping. I want to know what fish you're keeping. If you're listening to the show on Blog Talk Radio, you may post in the comment section below with what fish you are keeping. Or if you're listening live, post them in the chat room or call in 347-989-8142. Or, <laughs> or if you're listening on YouTube, you can comment in the comment section below with what kind of fish you are keeping. So I look forward to hearing from all of my listeners what kinds of fish you are keeping. All right. So this next part of the show, someone on Twitter wants me to ask, and I know I know exactly who this person is talking about, so I will answer this. He says, I watch videos on YouTube, and I see that Hannah Pro Discus says that discus cichlids are for beginners. Alex, what is your take on this? Are discus cichlids for beginners? Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for, a- for asking me that question. And you know what? I'm going to answer that question. I'm going to say not for the first-time beginners. Discus cichlids are not the fish for somebody that is getting their first aquarium. No, discus are not for those kinds of beginners. But if you're a beginner who has been in the aquarium hobby for at least five months and you know how to cycle an aquarium and you know how to maintain a stable pH and a stable temperature, then yes, I think a beginner with at least five months of experience can be able to keep discus successfully. But no, not somebody entering into the world of fish keeping for the first time. Hell no. I don't see them having discus. Number one, because how are they going to be able to afford discus i know if i was the first time fish keeper entering for the very first time i would not want to pay forty dollars for the cheapest discus to two hundred dollars or more depending on the strain of discus uh usually first time discus keepers or excuse me first time fish keepers when they enter the hobby they want cheap fish that's why um People who enter the hobby for the first time, they usually go as bettas, goldfish, tetras, things like that, because they're cheap. 
and they want cheap fish. So I don't think a discus is a recommended beginner fish, in my personal opinion. But I do understand what Santa Pro Discus is trying to convey, and Santa Pro Discus is conveying that discus cichlids are not for the advanced aquarist. Anybody can keep discus. If a 67-year-old man can have discus, a 21-year-old man can have discus. So, yes, I do feel that if you've been in the hobby for five months or so, and you know how to maintain a stable pH and accurate uh, water conditions, you can have discus cichlids. So, hopefully, that answers your question enough. I'm not Hannah Pro Discus, so uh, I would not be able to answer that question properly, considering that I am a rookie in discus cichlids. So, hopefully, that was a uh, good answer for your question. Okay, so uh, let's see. If anyone else has any questions, you guys know the call-in number. You can call in or post them in the uh, live chat room, and I'll be very happy to answer them. Now, I know my good friend, Jeff, if he was here right now, he would ask me, will I ever have Oscars again? Because he always calls me the Oscar man because I got my friend Jeff into Oscars, and uh, I actually taught him a lot about Oscar cichlids, and that's something that I, I really enjoy because I never knew that I taught him so much about Oscar cichlids. So I know that if he was here right now, he'd ask me if I'd ever have Oscars again. And f the answer to that question is probably yes. I probably will have Oscars again sometimes in, uh, sometimes in the near future. I won't say when I'll have Oscars again because you never know. I might get bored with discus and I might want to get Oscars again. But I really feel that I will get uh, Oscars again. If I get a 75-gallon aquarium, I can have an Oscar tank and a discus tank in the same same room. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? But, yes, I do think I will get into Oscars at some point again. And if I don't, I will uh, do some more uh, shows on Oscars because I know a lot of people out there love Oscars. So I will definitely pick up that vibe and do a lot of uh, Oscar shows. So we've got a question in the live chat room coming from my good friend Donovan here for the Finns podcast. And he wants to know, when did you know when you wanted discus? Well, I actually knew months ahead that I wanted discus. Actually, when I had my Oscars, I knew that I was getting tired of them. And uh, I wanted to have discus. I wanted to experience with discus. Because, believe it or not, my friend Jeff had discus. My friend Andrew Sinsky has discus. William T. has discus. And really, my motive for discus was, if William T. at 63 years old can keep discus, I at 21 can keep discus. So that was that really drew me into getting into the world of discus cichlids. Plus, I had people like Hans telling me that discus aren't hard to keep at all, and they are, and they are really, really have a bad reputation for being really hard to keep in the hobby. So after Hans convinced me to go into discus, I figured, you know what? I'm going to put my Oscars on Craigslist. I'm going to put everything else on Craigslist and turn my 120 into a discus aquarium. So late May, 
is when I actually sold my Oscars and I began buying all the equipment for my Discus Cichlid Aquarium. And then July 1st, I actually purchased my very, very first Discus. So, awesome question there, uh, Donovan. And I don't see myself letting go of my Discus right now. Um, I don't think I'll ever let, let them go because I have formed a very special bond with my Discus that I really like them. And even though they're stunted, it would, it would take a lot for me to re rehome them. And they're actually eating bloodworms, beef heart, beef heart flakes, and all the great food. And they actually love the Akari Discus frozen food, which has the beef heart in it and stuff. So I don't see myself rehoming my Discus anytime soon. I like to grow them out and enjoy my time. All right, let's see. Uh... I already answered that question. All right, here's another question that I really don't understand, but I'll answer it the best that I can. Why are you mixing your discus? I'm assuming you mean the Asian and Snicker discus with that question. I'm actually uh, really not sure if I'm going to be mixing my discus yet. I might just keep to the Asian discus, or if I do go Stenker with my Asian, I will quarantine the hell out of the Stenkers and the Asians before I mix them together. Uh, but other than that, the reason I mix my discus is I want to have different color varieties of uh, discus in the same aquarium because Stenker only has 21 varieties of discus and Asians. There's a lot out there, but I quarantine every discus before I add them into my discus tank. Now, if you're talking about mixing other fish with discus, I like to uh, become a guy who takes a lot of risk. I want to see what works with discus and what does not work with discus. And because I host a podcast, I'm going to teach my previous experiences to you, my listeners. So if my geophagus and sephirum experience does not work with my discus, I can tell you that geophagus and discus are, are excuse me, geophagus and sephirums are very, very, very bad tank mates for discus. Or I can tell you that I'm having a very good Good experience keeping discus with geophagus and severums in festivum. So I am a risk taker. Boom. And uh, that is correct. And the last question my friend Donovan has for me is how did you get rid of the Oscars? Is it through Craigslist? Um, actually, I brought them to my local fish store. And you actually get a lot of... Actually, I was very surprised. I got a lot of store credit for large Oscars. I believe I was, it was given about $30. And I brought in my two large Oscars and uh, Jack Dempsey and some other fish. And I thought I was only going to get about 10 But to my surprise, they gave me $30. And I actually got a couple of things for my uh, 120 that was soon to be a discus cichlid aquarium. So I really enjoyed that. It was something that uh, was fun to do. And actually, I just found out a couple weeks ago, my Oscars were sold to somebody with a 225-gallon aquarium. Uh, and that is pretty cool. So that's awesome. And it was actually a local fish store that is locally owned that I trade all my fish to um, because they take trade-ins and they give you store credit. Not all the time are they going to give you the store credit you're looking for, 
My advice for trading fish in is be a frequent customer of the fish store that you want to trade your fish in. Do not trade your fish in when they get new orders in. Why? Because they just paid a lot of money for the order they just received. So they're not going to be willing to take in any fish. They'll take them in, but they'll give you like $5 because they just paid over $1,000 for the new fish they received. My advice is trade fish in when they're running low on fish. Trade them in a week before they're about to order a new shipment because they're going to be looking for a big fish to sell or make money on. That is what I do. When I notice the fish store is getting low on fish and I know that, Big Oscars are very popular in my area. I'll bring them in that time. And look what happened to me. I got $30 for them. So that is my advice to all of you. You could put them on Craigslist. But the thing with Craigslist is there's a lot of assholes out there. A lot of, a lot of fuck faces on Craigslist. They're always looking to get a deal. And they're always going to lowball you. And then they're going to tell you they're going to come pick them up. But they never show up. And then they want you to then they want you to meet them a half hour or forty five minutes away from where you are for ten dollars, and you got to pay all that gas money for just a lousy ten dollars. So that's really why I usually don't like to deal with people from Craigslist and what I do. I prefer to meet them at the local fish store so that I can usually buy something and make something out of the trip. So uh, thank you, Donovan, for. All of those great questions. And uh, Jeff, I hope I answered your question. Will I ever have Oscars again? All right. Now, I would like to talk about the fish store in my area. The fish store that I was talking about is School of Fish, Inc., located right here in Springfield, Mass. They're actually a sponsor of this show, and they're actually a sponsor of the, my All Radio X podcast that I have, and I really enjoy it. I've actually known the owners of School of Fish, Inc. practically all my life, because like I said earlier on Blog Talk Radio, I was born into the fish-keeping hobby by my father, and uh, I really enjoy the fish-keeping hobby, and I've been to School of Fish, Inc. since way before it was called School of Fish, Inc. I was shopping at School of Fish, and it was called James Tropical Fish, and I really enjoy it there. I buy all my fish usually from School of Fish, Inc., and when they don't have the fish I want, I go to Fish Frenzy, or I go to Dave's, and all those great tropical fish stores up here in Springfield, Mass. And for those of you coming to Springfield, Mass for the ACA convention, I really recommend checking out School of Fish, Inc. on Page Boulevard in Springfield, Mass. I know the owner, Dave. He's got some excellent quality tropical fish, and he takes care of his customers. Just recently, for the first time in years, School of Fish Inc. has brought in Panda Walrus, Ultimate Angel Fish, and some other rare fish. So they have a wide variety of freshwater fish that is really, really cool. Okay? And I hope that that Panda Walrus was there when I get paid next because he's actually pretty cool. Uh, really awesome looking fish. He'll be a cool addition to my tank. Um, over the years, I've bought several fish from School of Fish, Inc., ranging from Oscars to Red Devils to Stingrays. 
Uh, I think I bought a stingray from them. I'm not sure, but maybe. Uh, to Tetras. I even bought some feeder fish from them. And I actually just bought all my discus from School of Fishing. And they're doing fabulous. I've never, ever lost a lot of money from School of Fish. I've never, ever lost any fish from School of Fish. I maybe lost a couple of $2 Tetras or something like that. But those fish are really cheap to replace. And that's not a big deal to me. So I really love my local fish store, School of Fish, Inc. I really, really do enjoy them. Um, so what are some of your favorite local fish stores? I'd like to hear about your favorite uh, fish stores. Now, I actually bought my whole 120-gallon aquarium from School of Fish, Inc. It came with the tank, the stand, the glass canopies, and the light. Mine is just a regular LED light, nothing fancy. It's a 4-foot, 48-inch strip, and it works fine for my aquarium. I have no problems whatsoever with that light. Uh, discus cichlids really don't like a strong light, and I think that the light I have in my tank is just fine for discus cichlids. All right. Wow. Was I really talking for about an hour? I talk a lot, don't I? So we're going to go ahead and cut to my first commercial break. But before I do that, do you guys remember uh, a company that I played – a company that sponsored my show before. I played their commercial starting on April 30th. The company name is ST International Aquarium Supply. We'll find out why uh, I am really pissed off at them right after this commercial break. So coming up next, we're going to discuss ST International Aquarium Supply. And up next, we will uh, take callers if anybody really, really wants to call in. So stick around. We're going to hear a quick word from our friends and we'll be right back here on this fun Sunday night show. Are you a serious tropical fish hobbyist? Do you currently keep discus cichlids? Or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and you need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Did you know that Discus Hans proudly supplies Plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality stenker discus. All of Discus Hans discus come straight from Germany. Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to raise show quality discus because stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped several many discus fish lovers with his quality discus and you too can experience the beauty of Stenker Discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship excellent quality discus cichlids right to your door with his cheap shipping prices. He has wonderful shipping prices. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com and to place an order for Stenker Discus, check out discusfishstore.com.
Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix. I talk about how I became a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African fishes. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. For the first time in history, Alex Cardinale will broadcast live from Six Flags New England on Friday, July 24, 2015 at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, 11 a.m. Mountain and 10 a.m. Pacific. That's right, our radio show will be live right inside Six Flags New England, how cool is that? Alex has the distinct honor to interview Six Flags New England's communications manager Jennifer McGrath live in the park. Jennifer McGrath will explain to you the listeners why the new attraction to Six Flags New England Wicked Cyclone is one of the best rides in the USA and world. Plus we will discuss anything and everything Six Flags New England. Don't miss out this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in and catch the fun right here on Blog Talk Radio this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively following the live on location radio show, on our YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures, and the crazy Italian-American, Jennifer McGrath will give us a tour of the new ride Wicked Cyclone and explain into us more. Also, see Alex be one of the first riders of Wicked Cyclone and hear his thoughts on the ride. All that and more takes place this Friday. Go big, go Six Flags New England. Okay, we're back here live on this fun Sunday night edition of our fishkeeping episode on the Random Talk with Alice Cardinelli podcast right here on Blog Talk Radio. And this is actually a very good uncensored podcast. I'm able to speak my mind and say whatever the hell I want. So I really appreciate that. And I really love my Blue Yeti microphone. I really sound awesome on my Blue Yeti microphone. And before we actually get back into our uh, topic here tonight, I would like to tell you that I am very much looking forward to my live on-location broadcast at Six Flags New England this coming Friday. Uh, One of the things I really enjoy, maybe more than fish keeping, is going to amusement parks and going on rides. Yes, even fat people fit on rides. So... Uh, I really enjoy going to Six Flags New England, and we're going to talk about the brand new ride, Wicked Cyclone, that is at Six Flags New England, and uh, I really do enjoy that. So, all my fishkeeping friends, if you want, you can check out my live on location broadcast right here on Blog Talk Radio this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, especially if you're going to be at the ACA convention in Springfield, Mass., you may want to check out Six Flags New England and check out uh, Wicked Cyclone. 
All right, so we're back here on the show, and we're going to get ready to continue chatting fish. If you have any questions, please feel free to call in, 347-989-8142. All right, let's get back into it. Now, I got something I want to talk to you guys about. Now, remember four months ago, on April 30th, 2015, I announced on the Aquatic Wetline that I had a brand new sponsor. And that sponsor was ST International Aquarium Supply. Now, part of the deal was that I would play their commercial on my show in exchange for a canister filter. Now, you're probably saying, Alex, what the fuck? Are you crazy? Commercials are very expensive. And you're right. I gave ST International the better part of the bargain. And all they really need to do was ship me my canister filter. And I would have played the commercial on every single show. And even played it on all Radio X. I get about a thousand listeners or more on all Radio X. They wanted me to promote ST International all over the Northeast. And I would have done that fine if I had gotten my canister filter. All right. It would have been played on all Radio X. Like I said, it's in the estimates of a thousand to two thousand listeners per show. Plus, my PTR shows are averaging about five, six hundred listeners per show. So I would have uh, easily promoted them all over the Northeast. But there's a catch. It's uh, July 19th, and I have never received my canister filter yet, nor have I ever received an email back. So I jumped a gun, and I played their commercial early here on the Aquatic Wetline. I played it even though I never received my filter yet. All right, so we're going to talk about that right here on the show and um, explain it to you in detail. So I want to read to you an email I sent to them this morning. So here we go. Four months ago, I contacted you, and you, of course, being ST International Aquarium Supply, about me sponsoring you on all my podcasts by creating a commercial and playing it in every show And we all know how much commercial spots go for. I made sure to emphasize that. And then I said, I did not want your money. All I wanted was a canister filter, a simple canister filter. Now, I was told by them that they would send me a product tester agreement and have told, they have told me several times that I received it. But the truth is, I never received it once. I never got one product tester agreement. So, like an asshole and a fool, I trusted them. I trusted I get the agreement, and then I get the canister filter. So, I had my friend film and record the commercial, and then I aired it on my shows way before I even got my filter. So... I told them I held up my end of the bargain, and now I think it's your turn to hold up on your end of the bargain and send me my god darn canister filter. Four months is way too long of wait time. Now, this has pissed me off so much that I'm going to mention this on my radio shows and even do a YouTube video on it if needed. I made sure to tell them that. So there is no excuse for making me wait four months and still no canister filter. Do you think this is bad? What would other people do? 
I'm sorry, I can no longer wait. I want my filter, or I want a professional explanation. ST International, I'm giving you until Wednesday, or I will bring this to even more public ways via YouTube and all of my radio shows, which reach an extent of about a thousand listeners or such. I've left you guys numerous emails, all of which have never been returned, and uh, I'm really frustrated right now because all I hear about you guys is how good you are, all right? But the truth is, you are not good. Because if you were good, I'd have my cancer filter right now. And I know the truth. The cancer filters you are selling are not your cancer filters. They are not your brand. All you do is buy these cancer filters from another brand and put your, your, and put your logo on it. That is not your filter. You buy it from somebody else and you put your logo on it. But that's not, that's not the point right now. And I really don't understand why... Um, you would not send me my cancer filter after I played uh, your commercial. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe some other fish-keeping host here on Blog Talk Radio played politics again because they could not get a sponsor like that like I could. And I definitely know that that is a strong possibility because people are very jealous of all my successes. And I'll end that right there because I can go on and on about that. Uh but I want my canister filter. And I know what they're going to say. They're probably listening right now to the show. And they're probably saying, you never, made a, you never made us a commercial. Well, what is this, folks? ST International Cram Supply is a proud sponsor of the Aquatic Wetline Podcast. As heard here live on the ACE Network. ST International offers Aquarius a variety of fine aquarium products including filters, heaters, aquarium feeders for your fish. We offer the best planted aquarium equipment on the market today. You can even become a member of our website and receive discounts on our products, anywhere from 5 to 20% off. So come check out ST International Aquarium Supply at www.st.international.com or call us for more information at one 800-900-8288 For orders over $175, ST International will ship your order to you for free. So come check out ST International today. So you have it. I did, I did their commercial and I played it on all my shows. Leading up to the day, I got pissed off that I had not received my canister filter. So, West International, I'm giving you to Wednesday to either correct your mistake and send me my filter or give me a public apology or I will post your information everywhere because I know that all the products you sell are not your products. You buy them from somebody else and you put your logo on them. So, need I say more on that? So, I think I'm going to end it right here. But I definitely want my cancer filter. I held up on my end of the deal. Now it is your time to uh, handle your end of the deal. And I know you have a lot of supporters, a lot of people like ST International. Uh, but I think for any business, if you agree to something, you're supposed to stick it out and not, not ignore somebody for four months. But I'm going to end it right here. And I will not bring this up again 
unless you do not contact me by Wednesday. And by Wednesday, if I do not have a response, I will have no shame in posting all this on YouTube and everywhere else I need to. So consider that. Uh, so that's something you should think about because I'm sure if you want to make business, you don't want to see this everywhere. I personally would not recommend anyone to purchase from uh, ST International uh, because I had one of my friends contact them about purchasing their products and their emails got responded right away, but they never responded to my emails in four months. So what does that tell you? They're out just to make money. All right, anyway, let's move on to something else in the uh, fish-keeping hobby because I really don't want to talk about this stuff for, for too long. I don't want to get a headache, and I don't want to get worked up over it because it's really stupid. Uh, but I was really looking forward to that canister filter. But, but anyways, I've got better canister filters now. Um, at, least they're, at least they're actually fluval, and they're not another canister filter that has a different logo on <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about some other things here. Let's see. I think we'll do uh, open air time. So if anyone's listening live, this is the time for you to take the air now. What do you have to say? Go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. Man, I'm having a great time tonight. This is really fun. One thing I will say uh, for the fish keeping hobby is I definitely recommend joining Facebook fish groups and definitely recommend joining Fish Geeks. They have a wonderful group. And I definitely recommend Freshwater Fish Freaks as well. Now, all I know, I know what I want to talk about. Uh, my friend actually has a podcast on YouTube. He's actually listening to the show right now. The name of the podcast is Here for the Fins. All right. And uh, I definitely recommend all my listeners out there who are personally keeping African cichlids, or if they like African cichlids, I really recommend that you um, check out his podcast. He talks about African cichlids, and I've learned a lot about them from Donovan. So check out Here for the Fins on YouTube. I think you're going to learn a lot. Now, there is another fish keeping podcast that I really enjoy and that is called the American Aquarium Show <laughs> the American Aquarium Show and that is on uh, all radio X. I'm just kidding I'm not going to pat myself on the back the American Aquarium Show is a show that I host on uh, all radio X. <laughs> I fooled you for a second but uh, I really enjoy hosting the American Aquarium Show uh, the American Variety Network on all Radio X, and I actually um, have another American Aquarium show coming up tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to try to do, but I really want to aim for 6 p.m. Eastern because Monday Night Raw is on tomorrow, and I guess The Undertaker is supposed to return to uh, Monday Night Raw, and as well as my personal favorite wrestler, Sting. So I want to get the show done by 8 o'clock. So I'm going to see if I can do tomorrow's show at 6 p.m. Eastern. But anyways, tomorrow night, I'm going to be talking about online fish stores versus local fish stores and what the benefit of buying fish online is and what the benefit of buying fish from your tro tropical fish store is. Tomorrow, I'll discuss all that stuff, and I will give you recommendations for purchasing fish online and all of that. Awesome, awesome stuff. Okay. 
And uh, I really, really look forward to that. So I really don't really have much else to say. So if you want to call in, the call in number is 347-989-8142. I really, really am wondering where my guest is for tonight. I guess he really is still having his uh, technical issues right now. But if you want to call in, the number to call in is 347-989-8142. You know what? I think I'm going to do weekly shows here on BTR. I really love the new outline. I really love using the Blue Yeti microphone. And I am really enjoying this show. So I'll talk about three more topics, and then I I think I will call it quits for the show. All right. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, um, there's, there's a lot of things that I could talk about, but one of the most proper ways and the proper thing that needs to be discussed is rehoming fish. I think we'll talk about that right now. Now, obviously, you do not want to release your fish into ponds or rivers or lakes because you're breaking a law and... Um, you are in danger of being arrested. So you never want to release any pets or any fish, aquatic pets, into the lake because you can get in serious trouble. And I don't want to see that happen at all. All right, we actually have a caller here on the show. Hi, you're now live on uh, Blog Talk Reading. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Hey, Alex. Hey, Donovan. How are you doing today, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great and having fun on this uh, Sunday night show, and I'm really enjoying this show. I'm having, I'm doing awesome. How about you? Oh, I'm loving the show. It's sounding really good. Thank you. Well, I was just kind of well, calling in. I know we talked at the beginning of the show about a few things and uh, dislikes, likes about the hobby. And I what was that? A comment. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What were you saying? I said earlier you were talking about the likes and dislikes of the hobby. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I kind of wanted to comment yeah, in on that. Okay, no problem. All right, man. So I know you were talking about Facebook and how rude people are and things of that sort. Yeah, it's really popular on Facebook, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand those people. I mean, why wouldn't you just want to help somebody? I got tortured myself whenever I got on Facebook. I started with my 20-gallon tank, and they went crazy. I mean. And I, I, guess yeah, I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of egomaniacs on Facebook. I remember that time a couple of weeks ago, I saw that somebody was giving you a hard time about me. Yeah, I just yeah. never make any sense. Keep your opinion to yourself unless it's going to be helpful. Yeah, I agree 100% with you on that. I, I mean, the one thing I do like about the hobby is there's several people in the hobby. And there's all different kinds. There's not just the same people. There's, there's artists, there's electrical workers, there's plumbers. There's, you know what I mean? Yeah, a wide variety of fish keepers, which is great. It's one thing that I think is awesome about the fish keeping hobby as well. I, I think it's amazing. I really do. So I agree with you, Andre. 
let fish out in the lake? What was that? Have you ever yourself let fish out into a lake? Oh, of course not. I, I would never do that. I've actually seen uh, a couple of my friends do it, though. They were goldfish, and uh, I tried to stop them, but you know people are stubborn and they don't listen, but I never myself done that. Right on. I, I know here in Texas, like the Placosimus, the, the, I guess you could say the common Placo. In Texas, they yeah. go out there and they hunt them at nighttime. Yeah, it's a shame. People released those. I actually saw an article months ago that I think it was in New Orleans or one of those southern states that plecos were actually uh, taking over one of their lakes, and every time someone goes fishing, they see they spot plecos. That's kind of sad. I know. And, and they, you know, they're, they're about like three feet long or if not longer, and I mean, all they're doing is trying to enjoy life, and here they are shooting them with those arrows. Yeah, that's a shame that some fish keepers do that. People like that don't belong in the aquarium hobby, in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree with you. Awesome. Yeah. So well, would, you to, would you like to? Call... Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I was going to say, uh, would you like to tell our listeners about your podcast here for the fins? Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Well, it's YouTube. And it's called Gear for the Fins. And I talk about action pickers and how I started my hobby and where I'm at now. And I like to give good information to people that I think, in my opinion, is really helpful. And kind of like you do, and I love the way you do your podcast. And that's kind of where I like to go with my situation. I want to help people more than I do be cocky or show people what I know. I like them to take the information in and use it correctly. That's very good, and I recommend all of our listeners out there check out Here for the Fins podcast on YouTube. So, uh, will you ever be joining Blog Talk Radio? I think you could do awesome on BTR. Man, I, I hope Man, eventually I, I can get on there, but I, I don't know how to do sponsorship and stuff like that, and I don't want to pay the money for it. Well, I can help you get some sponsors. Sponsors are pretty easy, actually. Oh, well, I mean, that would be oh, great well, if you could help me out. I just don't know how to do it. I've sent emails to several companies, but never got anything back. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some tips on uh, on Facebook after the show so you can get some sponsors. Okay, I appreciate that, Alex. Okay, I appreciate that, Alex. You're welcome, and uh, thank you very much for calling, and I appreciate your call. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Fuck us later. All right. Bye-bye. That was an awesome caller. So anyone else is welcome to call in at uh, 347-989-8142. So as I was saying, you never want to release fish into the wild. There are ways you can rehome your fish. The first way you can rehome fish is obviously through Craigslist. And Craigslist is a great way to rehome fish. And Craigslist is an opportunity to rehome fish cheap. That's right. You can rehome your fish very cheap 
on Craigslist. And then you can also trade your fish into the local fish store and uh, get a couple of store, couple of dollars for store credit and get some nice plants or maybe some nice fish and things of that nature. So you have a lot of ways you can home fish. Next week, that's one of our topics that I'm going to talk about is how to home fish. I think we're going to call it, uh, call it quits for tonight. We've already had a uh, great show. And hopefully next Sunday, when I do my next fish keeping show, Jeff should be here. I hope that Jeff will be here next uh, next Sunday. So I think uh, we'll do Friday and Sunday next week. We'll do two days a week. And uh, I can't wait for us to be back on BTR. So hopefully Jeff will be here next Sunday. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Random Talk with Alice Cardinelli here on BTR. I had a blast tonight, and I hope you guys did as well. We're going to celebrate our 200th episode in a week or two, uh, probably a couple weeks. I can't believe I'm approaching my 200th episode of this show. So we're going to have a special celebration of that, and then also we'll have a special celebration in August for our two-year anniversary of our fishkeeping show. And I can't wait for that. So we got some special episodes coming up. But anyways, have a good night. And thank you for tuning in. I'm Alice Cardinelli. And please check out allradiox.com forward slash live. As I'll be on there tomorrow. Probably at 6 p.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody. For the first time in history, Alex Cardinali will broadcast live from Six Flags New England on Friday, July 24, 2015 at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, 11 a.m. Mountain and 10 a.m. Pacific. That's right, our radio show will be live right inside Six Flags New England, how cool is that? Alex has the distinct honor to interview Six Flags New England's communications manager Jennifer McGrath live in the park. Jennifer McGrath will explain to you the listeners why the new attraction to Six Flags New England Wicked Cyclone is one of the best rides in the USA and world. Plus we will discuss anything and everything Six Flags New England. Don't miss out this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in and catch the fun right here on Blog Talk Radio this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively following the live on location radio show on our YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures, and the crazy Italian-American, Jennifer McGrath will give us a tour of the new ride Wicked Cyclone and explain into us more. Also, see Alex be one of the first riders of Wicked Cyclone and hear his thoughts on the ride. All that and more takes place this Friday. Go big, go Six Flags New England. You have been listening to Random Talk with Alex on Blog Talk Radio Bitches. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your day and peace out fuckers.